Open your Bibles, please, to the book of Exodus, the 23rd chapter. Exodus chapter 23 in your Schofield Bible, page 98. Make that page 99. And we'll be reading the verses 27 through 30. These four verses, we'll read them responsibly. Exodus 23, verses 27 through 30. We turn to just one other verse after we read these verses. Let's stand, please, for the reading of the Word of God. I will send my fear before thee, and will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come. And I will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee. And I will send hornets before thee, which shall drive out the Hivite, the Canaanite, and the Hittite from before thee. And I, I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate, and the beasts of the field multiply against thee. By little and little I will drive them out from before thee, until thou be increased and inherit the land. Turn now to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 7, page 225 in your Schofield Reference Bible. The 7th chapter of Deuteronomy and the 22nd verse. And we'll read that in unison. Let's read, please. Ready? And the Lord thy God will put out those nations before thee by little and little. Thou mayest not consume them at once, lest the beasts of the field increase upon thee. Let's pray. Father, thank you. This opportunity today gives us such blessing as we assemble once again as a Christian family. Thank you for the dear people of this church. Thank you for this place where we meet. Thank you for the preaching of thy word, and of course we especially thank you for our preacher. Help us to learn and to listen, in Jesus' name, amen. As I always do on this first Sunday morning of the month, after Lord's Supper, I remind you that I will not be preaching past 10 after 12. I do not think I'll be preaching that long even. But I promise you that you will not have to wonder when's the guy going to find a landing strip. I will be finished by 10, by 12.10. I also promise you that this service will be dismissed no later than 12.30 and perhaps some earlier than that. It all depends upon how intently you listen and how loudly you say amen. And, uh, oh, it's wonderful that people that love the Word of God and want to... So, uh, I speak this morning on this subject, it is God who gives the growth. It is God who gives the growth. Listen carefully. I'm going to tell you this morning why some couples having marital problems give up. And the marriage ends in separation or divorce, which is the same thing in God's sight. I'm going to tell you why some young ladies feel, or some ladies feel, there's no hope for their husbands to be what they need and give up. I'm going to tell you why 
some men, likewise, feel that their wives will never become what they want uh, and break their marriage vows and, and perjure their own souls and give up on their marriage. I'm going to tell you how many churches fail. Back down to the 1960s and 70s, there were some huge churches in America, and I cannot think of over one of them right now that's anywhere near what it was then, and many of them have disbanded. I'm talking about churches running 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 attendants. Some are now running 150, and some have disbanded. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Some preachers resigned before they should and uh, feel that they have failed. I hope you listen carefully. Father, help me as I speak and our people as they listen. May we glean today from the fields, the harvest fields of this book of truth that will bring forth rich harvest in our lives. Amen. I ask you to sit up straight, listen carefully. I'm going to lay a rather lengthy foundation this morning. Uh, but again, I remind you that I'll not be preaching uh, past 12:10. So listen very, very carefully as I try to help you. Here in our scripture this morning, God lays out His great plans for the future of Israel. He tells them that as they go toward the Promised Land, He is going to drive out their enemies or help them to do so. He tells them that he's going to give them the land of Canaan. And the land of Canaan in those days was from the, from the uh, Nile River on one side, or the Tigris and Euphrates River, or the Euphrates River on the other side. Much, much bigger than we, we call the land of Canaan today, or the nation of Israel. Then God says, not only am I going to bless you, drive out your enemies, give you the land forever, And I'm going to make you blessed, he said, above all the people of the world. Then he startles them. Don't miss this. He startles them. He says it will not happen all at once. He says it won't be in one year. In fact, he said that actually those words. He said, I'm going to drive out your enemies. I'm going to give you the victory. But it won't be in one year. Then he uses the little term there twice, once in Exodus 23.30 and once in Deuteronomy 7.22. He says uh, in our language, little by little, I'm going to drive them out. Not all at one time, but little by little. He startles them and says, that's the way it's going to be. Now, let me give you some observations very quickly, then some verses, and then practical application that you'll, you'll want to hear later on. Observation number one, all real growth is of God. All real growth is of God. Number two, God's growth, <clears throat> this is going to surprise you, God's growth, which is real growth, is slow. Number three, we simply provide the proper ingredients and the growth is left up to him. Statement number four, we obey the rules of growth, whether you're whether growing a crop, or whether growing a marriage, or a nation, or a, or, a, or a service, or a church. We simply obey the rules of growth and he provides the growth. 
Somebody asked me why I came to Hammond. You think you can build a church up there as big as the one you had in Garland? I said, don't know. Well, do you think you'd ever, uh, you think you'd ever have 5,000 in Sunday school? No, don't, don't think about that. I never think about that. All I think about is giving my best all the time, and it's up to him to do, take care of the growth. And he said again, uh, it, it, uh, we obey the rules of growth, and God provides the growth. Statement number five. I give the input, God gives the output. Same thing I said a while ago. Statement number six. Oh, listen to this. Growth is not an indication of success or failure. Our lack of growth is not an indication of failure. Ask Ananiah Judson about that, who gave his life for seven years and uh, on the Burmese, uh, the Burmese people, never had one single convert. Uh, but look what happened. I'm saying that growth is not an indication of success. Statement number seven. Get this. Real growth is not usually seen. The growth of the child. You don't watch the child as he grows. He just grows, and you don't understand that he's growing. The growth of the day. The movement of the hands of a clock. You can't see the clock move. You can't see the day develop. God's growth is not readily seen. The growth of a church. For example, Brother Jeff, a while ago, prayed, and he's done a fabulous job in that sweetheart couples class. I gave him 12 years ago an empty room and said, I don't want you to use any people that are now here. I want you to find new people for your class to start off with. And uh, now then, uh, Brother Owens, they're averaging about 300. Is that right? Now, would you like to know how many that is this Sunday? One half person a week. We had a half person come this morning for the first time. Anybody home out there today? One half person a week. And yet, look at that big Sunday school class. Overflowing its, its facilities. Uh, I pastored for years, several years, the fastest growing church in the world in Garland, Texas. Publications all over the world said, Middle Road Baptist Church was the fastest growing church in the world. Would you like to know how many people we grew per Sunday during those almost seven years? Four people a Sunday. No mushroom growth. No spectacular growth, just solid, steady growth. And that's the fastest growing church in the world. This is the largest church in America. More people attend Sunday school here every week than any other Sunday school in the world, for that matter. Would you like to know how many in these 41 years, how many we've grown per Sunday? Ten people per Sunday. That's all. Let me say it again. All growth is of God. You can't decide to grow. You can't decide to raise a crop. You can't decide to rear a child. You can't decide to grow yourself. You can't decide to grow a church. Why? All growth is of God. God's real growth is real growth, and it is slow. We simply provide the proper ingredients. We obey the rules of growth. We give the input. Growth is not an indication of success, and real growth is not readily seen. So we must not think too much about growth. Let me give you some verses. First Corinthians 3, 6. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. It's not my job to do the church. It's his job. Let me give you another scripture. Matthew 16, 18. Upon this rock, I will build my church. Somebody said, that, uh, introduced me long ago, and said, we have the greatest church builder in America with us tonight. And I said, amen. We sure do. 
And they said, uh, we have Dr. Jack Hiles tonight, the greatest church builder in America. I said, you have the greatest church builder in America, but his name is not Dr. Jack Hiles. His name is Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. I have planted, Paul said, <coughs> Paulus watered, God gave the increase. My job is to plant. My job is to water. It's his job to give the increase. That's the way you rear a child. That's the way you grow your, keep your own health and grow your own body. Whatever it is, God is the author of growth. Matthew 5, 548. Be ye therefore perfect. Even as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now that, as I've said so often, that's in the future perfect tense. It says, be ye therefore on your way to perfection. Be ye therefore be becoming perfect, future perfect tense in the Greek. On your way. But ladies and gentlemen, it is God that makes you a better Christian. It is you that puts the ingredients in that allow God to respond to your ingredients with your Christian goal. Second Peter 3.18 <laughs> Grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It does not say be grown in grace. It says grow and grow and grow. It's linear. Be growing in grace. Be on your way to becoming grown in the scripture. Now, follow me carefully. The Israelites got discouraged in waiting. When, they, when God told them, in the early, in Exodus, as they were leaving the land of Egypt, when God told them, he said, when you get there, I'm going to drive out the people, but I won't do it in one day. It'll be little by little, little by little. And then later on, when they got to the, toward the promised land, at the door of the promised land, God said the same thing. I'm going to drive them out, but it won't be in one day. It'll be little by little. Now, let's apply this, if you please. Let's apply it to Christian growth. You're a new Christian. You used to say some bad words. You vowed you'd never do it again. And all of a sudden, one day, you just hit your nail with a hammer, and your thumb start bleeding, and you said, dirty brick or brick, I back a little bunch of bunch of slattery up. That's, uh, that's in uh, unknown tongue for other things, you know. And uh, you let her rip. And you said, oh, I never thought I would do that again. Let me remind you, you're not going to grow up overnight. It's for little by little <laughs> in the Christian growth. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Oh, you say, Brother Hiles, I was an alcoholic. I thought I would never take a drink, and I was at this company party, and before I knew it, I sipped the martini. I'm saying, okay, you did it. You shouldn't have done it. But don't leave, and don't quit, and don't give up. You grow in grace little by little. Also, apply that, if you would, please, to the Christian growth of others. Let's be patient with each other. Christian growth is little by little. Some of you folks, it took you 20 years to get smoking cigarettes, and you expect your convert to give it up in 20, 20 minutes or 20 days. I'm saying Christian growth is little by little. The uh, Many a preacher, many a pastor, especially a young pastor, has absolutely ruined his church by expecting too much growth from his people. Let me say, new Christian, it's little by little. You don't become a Jack Scott overnight. It's little by little. You don't become a Johnny Colston with his ability. 
<coughs> to comfort and uh, and uh, walk with God. You don't do that overnight. It's little by little. You become the kind of Christian that I'm trying to find another good Christian here that I am. You, uh, <coughs> no, you don't become what these men. I mentioned the Jeff Owens a while ago. You don't become a Jeff Owens overnight. You should have seen him when they got him. It's little by little. That's the way you become a great bus leader. That's the way you become a great youth leader. That's the way you become a great educator. And don't get discouraged with yourself. It's little by little. It's little by little in your own Christian life. It's little by little in the lives of other people. Now, let's apply it again to your marriage. Couples come to me having marital problems. And I, I give them often a list of things to do. And they'll come back to the next appointment in two weeks and she'll say he didn't do them all. Uh, Ma'am, it's little by little. You didn't get in your mess overnight. It was little by little. And you won't get out of your mess until he dies. I'm sorry. I just want to see you listen. You won't get out of your mess overnight either. It's little by little. Don't you expect your marriage to have an A plus when it's been an F for several years. Let it be a D minus, and then a D, a D plus, a C minus, a C, a C plus, a B minus, a B, a B plus, an A minus, an A, and someday an A plus. But don't get discouraged because your husband does not become overnight what you wish he would. And likewise, uh, husbands, don't get discouraged because your wife does not become all of a sudden what you wish she should be. They come back. You gave us 12 things to do. He's only done two of them. Well, that's two more than he was doing before he came in. It's little by little. Great marriages are built little by little. Uh, You're a wife, and you say, I wanted to be a good wife, and I failed. It's little by little. But I wanted to be a good husband. I'm not what I think I should be. I'm not the kind of husband that so-and-so is. It's little by little. Little by little. It's far as the Christian growth is concerned. Little by little, as far as the Christian growth of others is concerned. Little by little, as far as your marriage is concerned. So don't give up on your marriage. It's little by little. I don't have any people, preachers, they get up and resign their churches because they're not growing. Listen, you work as hard, you don't preach your voice. You get out of here, and you work as hard as you can. And you walk with God, and you live in this book, and you, you travel on your knees, and you go soul winning as much as you can, and you love your people, and let God take care of the road. It's little by little. The greatest, listen, if you average one more a week than you average, uh, if you roll one a week, that's 50 a year. That's 100 in two years. That's 1,000 in 20 years. That's 2,000 in 40 years. If you had 2,000 Sunday school, you'd be one of the 10 largest independent Baptist Sunday schools in America. One a week. Hey, you just keep on working. You just keep on praying. You just keep on loving. You just keep on serving. You just keep on studying this book. You just keep on walking with God. Little by little, that's the way it is. Don't become discouraged because you have not reached the, 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 the uh, plateau that you think you should have reached. <coughs> Same thing is true. With your mate. I mentioned marriage a while ago. Let's take it out. Your mate. <coughs> I uh, watch it, young lad. Watch it, young college young lady. Don't expect your husband. Don't compare your new husband with some of these younger men that are on our staff. I said again, 
and your husband is not going to become the husband Jack Scott is overnight. Your husband's not going to become the husband Ed Lapina is overnight. He can become the husband Roy Moffat is overnight. <laughs> but it's little by little. Don't compare him with somebody who's been married for 20 years or 15 years or 25 years. You just stop and realize, here is a young man. I love him. I'm going to serve him. I'm not concerned about what he is to me. I'm concerned about what I am to him. And then, fellas, watch it, husbands. Please forgive me for using this example, but the model wife in America is Beverly Joyce Hiles, and as far as I'm concerned. You're not, you're, you're, your wife is not going to become a Beverly House overnight. You should have known her back down to 50, 55 years ago. No, I'm not saying that at all, because she was perfect when I met her. Perfectly disgusting and perfectly, but, no, I met her. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's been little by little. The grace, the charm, the perseverance, the blue denim, and lace, the grace plus truth, the majesty plus honor that she has. She didn't get it overnight. It was little by little by little by little. Somebody said to me how long ago, little house, I wish I was as close to my staff as you are to yours. I don't think you maybe understand how much I love these fellows up here. I don't think you understand how much they love me. I mean that. I don't think you understand the camaraderie that we have on our staff. But we didn't get it overnight. You know, this man and I have been together going on 40 years now. We've been together as associate pastor and pastor for 35 years. Now, first time I ever saw him, I was disappointed. He was in the Army. Elaine came here, and she started talking about this hunk of man she had. But he is a hunk, but the hunk is not shaped like I thought the hunk would be. <coughs> I was expecting a combination of Clark Gable and 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 uh, some big weightlifter. And she kept talking, this, this boy, you wait till you see him. <laughs> now when he got here, I thought, good night. Where's where, would the real Johnny Colson please stand up? This man and I in our hearts, are as close as two men can be. I love him with all my heart. I trust him with anything I have. <clears throat> He's Mr. Loyalty. Thirty-five years together, but it was little, not <laughs> little. Now you go out, you're going to hire yourself an associate pastor one of these days and preachers, and you're going to want him to be just like this immediately. It's not going to be that way. It's little by little for the Colson's grown. Pound by pound. Inch by inch is grown. Thank you. I'm trying to tell you the secret to life. Hey, let's go back to those churches. Back down to the 1960s and 70s. I hear a lot about it. All the great churches they had back in the 1960s or 70s. I wish we had something like that. Where are they? That's exactly what happened to them. They grew those churches, and God didn't grow those churches. But there's an old church on the corner of Oakley and Sibley Street, downtown Hammond, Indiana, that keeps on going and keeps on growing. Why? 
We didn't try to grow with mushroom growth. It was work and toil and prayer, little by little, door after door, prayer after prayer, plan after plan, ministry after ministry. And that's why this church is alive. Oh, many of those churches in the 60s and 70s are empty or disbanded. Oh, I'm thinking of two or three now running 150 or 200 Sunday schools that used to run two and 3,000. Let me tell you something, young preacher boy. Don't you go out of here and try to build your church on the fall and don't you try to get uh, 500 bus people some Sunday and 50 drive-in people. You just keep on reaching all classes of people and little by little and little by little the God of heaven will build his church. He said he would. Our closeness here. You visitors don't understand this, but most of us here, this is cozy feeling. We took the Lord's Supper this morning. Most of us in this room, this is a sacred place. This is our family. This is a, apart from our own families at home. These are the people we love the most. This is our church. This is First Baptist Church of Hammond, Indiana. This is our second home, if you please. And we love it here. But it didn't come back yonder in the early days. It was little, by little, by little, by little. I found the closeness. So keep on obeying. Keep on doing right. Keep on planting. Listen to me, young people. Hey, listen to me, both there. Um, your marriages. I, I hate to say this, but that couple that married yesterday here on the platform, they're not going to be as happy right now as they are in six, five years. You win she cooks the first meal. <laughs> you should have seen the first chicken in this house fried. She fried a hen. Hens don't fry. You've got to cook hens for a long, long time. It was the prettiest thing you ever saw in your life. It, it, good night if, if Colonel Sanders had seen that, then they made him a general. It was, it was something else. Beautiful. We're sitting out in the country parsonage, rattlesnakes out in the yard playing with each other. Out in the country. Little, little, kind of little house we had. Uh, uh, parsonage. Both of us couldn't be in the back bedroom at the same time because it was too weak to hold two people up. Only one person could walk through at a time. A big rat on the back porch. A giant rat. He was there when we came and there we left. We'd put rat poison out there. He thrived on it. We put a rat trap out there. He sent us a thank you note. He thought it was a toy. That, that didn't really happen. <laughs> But ladies and gentlemen, inside that house was a little couple that were little by little by little by little by little growing in the grace of our Lord. So just keep on planting and keep on watering and keep on working. <laughs> and I'm trying to say, don't get discouraged. 
I mean, if you're not what you think you ought to be, keep on trying to do what you think you... It is God that gives you growth. It is God that causes Christian growth. It is God that causes churches to grow. It is God that causes relationships to grow. It is God that causes the Spirit to grow. It is God that made us feel like we felt a while ago at Lord's Supper time. It is God that makes us look at these men on the platform and say, Thank God, they're ours. They're not perfect, but they're ours. Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love, but it doesn't come overnight. Back to the fried chicken. You thought I'd forgotten. I had. I've been killing time trying to get think what I was trying to say. Back to the fried chicken. Beautiful fried chicken. I reached up and took the pulley bone. It was as big as an ordinary chicken. It was a hen. She had fried it. I sunk my tooth in it. The tooth is still there. I mean, <laughs> I mean, listen, you could eat concrete Eastern. You could eat that fried hen. <clears throat> so I just said, boy, this batter is good. This this fried flour sure is good on the outside of this chicken. And they say this, and I'll close. <laughs> now then, the chicken we eat's much better. Colonel Sanders has great chicken. <laughs> But the relationship I have with this little woman right here, little by little, the relationship I have with these men on the platform, little by little, this great crowd you see overflowing this giant auditorium, little by little, Howells Anderson College, little by little, Hammond Baptist Schools, little by little, Happy Marriages, little by little. Again, may I say, in closing, as I said when I started, all real growth is of God. God's growth is slow. We simply provide the proper ingredients and the growth is up to Him. We obey the rules of growth. We give the input. He gives the output. Growth is not an indication of success. Obedience is. Effort is. But not growth. Real growth is not readily seen, whether it's in a relationship, a child, a body, a church, a business, or whatever it is. And we must not think too much of growth. It is my job to serve, be the best preacher I can, best pastor I can, best husband I can, best Christian I can, best mother I can, and the best citizen I can, and the best best preacher I can. It is God's job to give the growth, but i got news for you. There is a law of growth. We plant and we water, and He will give the increase. But don't be surprised if you can't see it. Because it's little by little. Little by little. God says to his people going into the promised land, it's a wonderful land. It flows with milk and honey. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to help you drive out the enemy. I'm going to make you a blessed people. It'll be yours as an everlasting possession. Forever, it'll be yours. But don't expect it to happen in a year. And so may I say quickly, wait 
and let your husband grow little by little. Wait and let your wife grow little by little. Be patient and let your Christ new Christians grow little by little. Don't become discouraged with your own stumbling and falling. Get up and realize that your growth is little by little. Don't expect close relationships to come <clears throat> overnight or in a year. It's little by little. Little by little. Little by little. But bless God, little by little for 41 years can make a mighty happy church. And little by little for 55 years of marriage can make a mighty happy man and a mighty precious woman. And little by little is the way you'll grow so on the way, don't become discouraged and don't expect more of yourself and others than you ought to. It's little by little. Would you bow your heads, please? It's perfect.